Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Chef Special on the Believe Podcast Network. This is Patrick Honeywell. Today, my special guest is Nicole Bean, president and co owner of the award winning Pizarro's Pizza, located in Houston, Texas. On today's podcast, Nicole shares Pizzaro Pizza's story, then and now. She then reveals info on the upcoming International Pizza Expo in Las Vegas, the largest pizza show in the world, where Nicole is holding a seminar titled The Logistics of Offering Multiple Style Pizzas, and then later joining the panel discussion, Women in Pizza. Hey, Nicole, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Hey, thanks for having me. Wow, I'm so excited. Hey, listen, you have a lot to talk about. You're really busy. You've got this huge pizza expo coming up. I believe it's the largest pizza expo in the world, and it's going to be in Las Vegas, right? It is, yeah. And this year, I think, is um, a little bit different of a year, obviously, after COVID, but I think we're still going to have a really great turnout despite everything that's gone on the last year and a half. Oh, that's awesome. You know, this will be my first expo. It's crazy. I've been there a million times because we work out there quite a bit. So I'm really excited to be there too. So before we go over the expo, let's talk a bit about your history because you've got a, a great history in pizza and in life. And so let's let's talk a bit about your road in pizza. Absolutely. Uh, so I was not born and raised in the pizza industry. Um, I actually was pursuing a fashion career and I was doing visual merchandising for a company called Juice Couture before I was wrangled into the family business. And uh, it started in my parents' kitchen and I was helping them with it. Uh, my dad just wanted to have a wood fire oven in the backyard and things just kind of started to lead one thing to another. And we were having pizza, you know, every week and then it was every weekend and then it was every Friday, Saturday, Sunday until, you know, one thing led to another. My dad said over pizza, I'm going to quit my job that he had had for 25 plus years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we all thought he was kind of crazy, but uh, we knew that the pizza was good. So it wasn't super duper shocking. Um, but no one in my family, except for my brother had restaurant experience. And when my dad had asked me, would you like to start this business with me? My answer and was very quick to respond was, Absolutely not. No way. <laughs> I definitely did not want to get into restaurant, which I had zero experience. And I certainly did not want to do family business. Um, you always hear nightmare stories about family businesses. So I was like, no, 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 no. I'm pursuing my, my career in fashion merchandising and I love it. And I don't want anything to do with the food industry. Mm. But um, I suggest my brother to him. My brother was very gung ho about it. So he had moved um, back from Atlanta to Austin, where we were living at the time to help my dad start this business. And, um, we were on a quest to find a location in Austin. Couldn't find anything. We're originally from Houston, which is where we are now. Um, on a trip to visit my grandmother here, they found a location and they picked up all their stuff. My parents sold their house, moved in an apartment, which was super weird. And then, uh, opened up a business with no prior experience at all. And then about a year later, I got a phone call of my dad in a very nice way, begging me to come, <laughs> hey, come help. Yeah. He sounds um, like a great he, dad. <laughs> he was. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when you're, when your parents call and ask you to do something, you 
you do, you know what I mean? Like it's the, the one thing I can give back, I'm going to do it. So I, I dropped my career and uh, came to help and we were going to open a second location, which took another year and a half after I got here to do. <laughs> That's fast but, though. Um, it seems fast, but we had been quoted eight months okay. um, before I had even, even gotten to, back to Houston. So I was anticipating, okay, I got to get, get all this stuff done quickly. I have six months to, you know, get ready to start doing whatever I'm going to be doing. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it took twice as long. We, we had some, some issues with the, the build out, the construction, um, city permits, everything like that you can possibly imagine. But, um, I kind of jumped in with two feet. Uh -huh, yeah. And you know, Pizarro's pizza, is that the way do you pronounce it? Pizarro's. Pizarro's Pizza. Pizarro's it was pizza. a made-up name. Uh, my brother came up with the name with the word bizarre and pizza. And like Bizarro. <laughs> exactly. We were going to call it Bizarro's. And uh, my dad was like, it's not it's not Italian enough. So we chose Pizarro's. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So um, you're the president of Pizarro's, I believe. Mm -hmm. And it's it sounds like you've had an awesome history. Uh, you've been awarded top 100 restaurants in Houston, uh, voted mm -hmm. best pizza in Houston, first place Italian pasta competition. I mean, you mm -hmm. guys have done really, really well, if I might say. And, and and you personally, I believe you've got seven years of experience in Napolitano, which we'll go over in a bit because I have some questions mm -hmm. on that. Yeah, and you were awarded the Rising Star Award and International Pizza Expo Caputo Cup, top 50 most influential people in pizza in 2020 by Smart Pizza Marketing. And you are a World Pizza Champion member, which I love that group. So um, let's talk about you. <laughs> so it all starts back to when my dad wanted to have that wood fire oven in the backyard. Um, that's kind of where this all began. And he started to figure out that he couldn't replace his barbecue pit with this oven, which is kind of his thought process. Is I'm just going to have an all-in-one encompassing thing and it's going to do everything I want it to do. Um, he was a little bit shocked and I think a little upset that he couldn't do that. Um, but he kind of found out, okay, this is more for breads and pizzas. And he kind of dove into it and, um, started ordering flour and having it brought in. Mm -hmm. And we we're like, you, dad, you're crazy. Like, why are you importing in flour and tomatoes? Like, this is so silly. Like you don't even have the oven yet. <laughs> and so we were just making pizzas and we kind of really enjoyed it. And, um, my family and I had gone to Italy several times. And so we kind of knew what we wanted out of it. And so that's kind of what we were striving for is like that authentic Italian style pizza that you would get out of these wood fired ovens. And that's, that's where that began and no one was doing it. Define or, or break down Napolitana pizza. A traditional Neapolitan pizza has to be made with a wood-fired oven. Um, it has to be made out of brick and mortar, um, reaching up to a thousand degrees cooking temperatures. Um, typically you're cooking on the floor of it at 900 degrees. Um, you have to use double zero flour, a San Marzano or San Marzano style tomato. Um, and then a, a fior de latte, which is basically a, a fresh made mozzarella made from cow's milk. Nice. Okay. That's sounds, sounds simple, but it, yeah. I know it's not so simple to nail it, right? To make it really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it seems super simple. That's the, the really great thing about Neapolitan pizza is the simplicity of it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, with all the new technology and things, you know, people are making Neapolitan style pizza. Um, mm. It's really challenging for me who, you know, I everything that I do is meant for authenticity. Um, everything behind Pizarro's pizza is done in a way that it's as authentic as it can possibly be to the region that it was made in. So Neapolitan pizza is very strict for me. Um, I get a lot of questions about, um, does it matter that you use double zero flour? Does it matter that you're VPN certified? Does it matter um, that you use San Marzano tomatoes? Um, You know, what's the difference between San Marzano and San Marzano style? And I have to kind of talk through people, you know, we still have the VPN handbook. We were certified when we opened the second location. We went through all the hoops for it. Um, It's very specific. And nowadays it's all over the place and there really isn't a lot of people following the guidebook that Mm -hmm. VPN originally wrote. Mm -hmm. And it kind of cracks me up that, uh, (laughs) you know, we, we sent the plaque back to them based on some very interesting pizza politics um, that I won't dive too far into, <laughs> but uh, needless to say, we'll just make it super simple is that um, VPN doesn't even support its own guidebook. Let's just put it that mm, way. Got you. Okay. So they wrote this thing and they don't even follow it. <laughs> bad. They're bad. No, just kidding. So, <laughs> uh, so you specialize in, in the Napolitana. Tell me about your, your expanding your horizon. <laughs> so my brother and I had gone to New York um, this was before the pizza and pasta show got moved to Atlantic city it was held in, um, New York and the Harlem area. And, um, this was the first time I had ever met Tony Gimignani. Um, he was doing a demonstration of Detroit and grandma style pizzas. And my brother and I just kind of looked at each other like, what the hell is this thing? Like, this is crazy. Awesome. <laughs> oh. And, um, we kind of just kind of chatted amongst ourselves and we were like, this is, this is really neat. This is something super crazy and bizarre. And it fits everything that we, that we stand for, like everything that Pizarro stands for. This is it. This is the next thing. And we had so many customers who were just like begging us to put more toppings. They wanted it cooked longer. They wanted a thicker pizza. They just wanted, I guess, you know, more Americanized substantial Mm -hmm. pizza. Um, We educated a lot of people of what Neapolitan pizza um, is and was. And so we knew instantaneously, like, this is the next thing. This is the solution to the, the problem that our customers are having with us at this point. And I approached Tony after the demonstration. I was like, um, I want to let you know, this is probably one of the best things that I've tried. We've, I've never seen anything like this. And he's like, Oh, you liked it. I was like, yeah, it's amazing. He's like, Oh, you know, it's, that's all right. You know, tell me all the things that he could have fixed. And I was just like, you know, I did not expect for this guy to be so humble. Yeah. He's so cool. Cause you, you know, you saw him on TV and stuff. And I was like, this guy's definitely going to be a jerk. Um, but he was so nice. And um, I had spoken with Laura who was there with him and she was telling me, you know, what they do and that they offer school. And I went back home and I was telling my dad, I was like, you won't believe this and this, that, and the other. And uh, I told him about their school and he's like, you need to go. And I was like, okay. Oh, okay. So he shipped me out to San Francisco to go to Tony's school and learn with Laura and Tony. And I wanted to learn that Detroit style pizza. I needed to know how to make that. Mm. And um, 
so that's what we did. I spent a lot of time with Laura um, outside of like the regular school hours, mm-hmm. pushing out Detroit with her and just asking her like every question underneath the sun. And that was a really fun experience. I'd never been in anybody's kitchen other than ours. Mm-hmm. I'd never experienced anything other than our own dinner rush, our own lunch rush, and just being forced into that situation. I was like, this is not this is not what I thought I was signing up for when I joined the family. <laughs> well, you know, getting in, getting in different kitchens was actually a kind of a good prelude before, because later uh, you went to a very different kitchen. I believe you traveled to Italy and did some comp- competitions, I believe uh, yeah. with Will Grant, or I'm not quite sure the, the team, but the tell me team. a little bit about yeah. that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was uh, definitely being in somebody else's kitchen and just kind of like trying to figure it out was an eye-opening experience. And, um, then when we got to Italy a couple of years later, after going to school with them, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're at this hotel and they have a kitchen that we were able to use. And, you know, you just have to get used to, you know, what you have at the time. And they, they're not going to have everything that you need. And you kind of have to figure it out. You may be using a spatula to pull, <laughs> pull your pizza out of the tray, but mm-hmm. it, you know, it kind of forces you to do things that you wouldn't do in your own kitchen and mm-hmm. figure out, you know, what's, how do I keep the you know, temperature correct? You know, we were all fighting for the tiny walk-in that they had there to keep all of our dough cool because they keep their refrigeration much warmer than we do oh, here, here in the States. Mm. So it was definitely a learning curve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's about 20 of us shoved in this kitchen trying to make dough. You know, we're taking turns making dough in this little tiny mixer that only holds about maybe two and a half to five pounds of how could they give you for a competition they give you like a little baby kitchen aid i don't get that well so we're inside of a a hotel's kitchen you know they're they're not set up for this you know the the hotel that we were staying at um they don't use their kitchen because they Mm. stopped using it um as like a dinner service and uh we got lucky to to be able to use that because at the actual competition there is no refrigeration at all whatsoever in Italy. It's just tables set up everywhere and good luck finding a spot. Basically, we just kind of all just gathered around. We were like, this is our spot. (laughs) And everyone just kind of, we kind of like arm guarded the spot for the whole competition. Um, You know, someone was always in our area throughout the day just Mm -hmm. to make sure like no one was messing with our stuff. Nothing was getting moved. Nothing was out of place. Um, because all of us were in multiple um, divisions of the competition. So it's like you're scrambling around the whole time. You're moving from one side of the building to the other side of the building to compete. Mm. Then we're all trying to watch each other compete. Gosh, that what a, an adventure. What a killer adventure for you and the group. It really is. I was yeah. looking at photos the other day and I was like, man, what a cool experience that was. You oh, know, like man. Putting yourself in an element that you've never been in is really the best thing you could possibly do just put yourself in a place that you're uncomfortable you don't know what you're doing you don't know where you are you don't speak the language (laughs) and try and perform the best you can out of you know 500 competitors you know with what you have so that's amazing that's amazing nicole so and then you get back from the competition i'm gonna let me throw you in your kitchen let's say you get a let's say you're at the restaurant okay that your pizza pizza restaurant and they say, order up, huge order. And they say, Nicole, can you help us? Can you get to the back of the kitchen and get on the line? And you look up and you have an option of 10 pizzas. It's going to either be your Napolitana 
or Detroit or one other, which one you're, are you going to say, oh, no, not that, not for Tad, because it's so challenging. Which one? None of them. Oh! <laughs> None. I actually, um, I enjoy that. I enjoy that very much. Um, like, if I step away from the line, like, I'm, I'm usually on the line Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. Um, so when I, if I step away from the line, I come back. Usually my first question is, where do you need me the most? Mm. Um, it, it, I don't ever want to step in into a place where I can't make the line seamless. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Big time. Okay. So usually I, I ask management, like, where do you need me the most? Where, where can I help you out the best? And usually they throw me back into the dough. <laughs> um, they're like, no, just, we just want you here. Like, all right, that's fine. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll have to swing over to the oven and, you know, shuck in. Cause I don't particularly like when my staff throws in more than a few pizzas at a time. Um, not that they can't do it. It's just, they're not as proficient um, on doing it. Whereas I'm comfortable throwing in four or five pizzas at a time and getting them out in a quick manner without losing track. Timing. Whereas, that's tough. Yeah. They, they do focus on what's on the pizza. You know, how did it come off the, the peel correctly? Is everything done right? Where mm -hmm. I've escalated past that point. So I, if I have to jump in, I'm just like, okay, let's go. I'm never afraid or worried like, oh, this is too challenging for me at this point, or I can't do this. Um, usually I'm just bouncing everywhere, but a lot of the times they push me back on dough because they don't want me, they don't want me in the way. They wanna make sure that they can do the job without my help. And I appreciate that. You have a huge event coming up. Uh, it's the mm -hmm. Pizza Expo 2021 in Las Vegas. And it, it's the biggest or the largest pizza expo in the world. What what can people expect attendees and why should they go to the show? What, should, what would they look forward to? A little bit of everything, honestly. Um, the show is, I think this year is not quite international because I don't know how many international people are coming mm. um, due with COVID restrictions. But um, on a normal basis... Um, you can expect everything, um, acrobatic. Um, in fact, this year there will be an acrobatic boot camp that I highly suggest people attend. Wow. Um, com competitions. So, uh, this year they did eliminate the Neapolitan just because of, um, everything going on in Italy. I don't think very many people from Italy are attending this year. Um, so they've scrapped the Neapolitan competition, but there is a Pandavision competition, traditional and non-traditional. And then they are offering a sandwich competition this year, which is brand new. Hmm. Um, so there's a lot of competition. Usually, if you're lucky and you're hanging around the competition area, there's extra pizza to be eaten. Well, that's where um, I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how it will go this year, but I'm really hoping uh, that they will still be doing that portion where they'll allow uh, viewers to kind of take in some of those pizzas. Honestly, uh, that is the only place I highly suggest eating <laughs> because you're talking about like some of the best pizza makers in the world are making pizza. This is like your one opportunity to try pizzas from some of the best pizza makers in the world in one given place. Like, mm. yes, the samples are great from <laughs> all of the vendors, <laughs> but you know, they're, they're not making pizza to a level or a degree that um, us competitors are, you know, mm -hmm. we are, we spend months, if not 
years after this last year, getting these pizzas and the dough and the flavor combinations just right in order to take something home. So I highly suggest if you can be at those places as often as you can. And then um, you can learn anything you need to know about pizza. There's um, paid seminars, which are great. So if you're a first time operator, you've never been in the food industry at all whatsoever, there are classes that will teach you what you need to know from the very beginning, how to open your business. Um, I know a teammate of mine is doing uh, how to be a million dollar business. So if you've Hmm. been in the business, this is like your education to become a million dollar business and why it's important to be a million dollar business versus just, you know, making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, There's demonstrations, how to make certain things. Um, There's how to make appetizers, how to be more profitable. Um, There's other seminars going on that are more panel discussions. Um, Literally anything you can think of, of how to open, grow, be a part of, expand, anything you need to know. Not necessarily is just like, it is pinpointed towards pizza, but I think even non-pizza people mm-hmm. can still gain knowledge from it and take it. So, okay, yes, it is geared towards pizza, but I can use this towards my other operation of I'm a hot dog, you know, hot dog person, or we sell hamburgers or we do wings and we want to add pizza. You know, there's so much to learn and see and do. And there's vendors galore. If you need a new pizza box there's someone there if you need a new pos system there's someone there and then on top of that there's also the artisan bread um, expo that's happening in conjunction with so if you're not strategically a pizza maker you can go to the artisan bread side Mm -hmm. and learn from all of that stuff too i'm not sure how big that is this year because they started in 2019 was the first year that we had that together okay but it's very cool yeah that's so cool i heard yeah i heard the pizza expo is much larger but um Let's talk about your seminar at the expo because mm-hmm. you have a seminar and then you also are all going to be in a, a panel discussion, but the logistics of offering multiple pizza styles, I would think you'll have a lot of people attending. What, what can they expect to, to learn at that one? God, I hope so. I hope it's not just my husband in the audience. No, I, I'll be there. <laughs> that's, two, that's three of us. <laughs> um, you can expect kind of a, a wide range of things. So I'll kind of talk about, you know, where we started or why, um, I think the biggest thing to take away from my seminar specifically is knowing why you want to add another style and it shouldn't just be for profitability. Mm. Um, it's one of those things that you really have to look deep down inside and know your market to understand where you're going. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome stuff. And then you have also, I think it's a panel discussion, women in pizza. Who will be joining you on that one? Uh, So Denise Greer from Pizza Day is hosting that. Um, And Women in Pizza, which is uh, basically a nonprofit organization um, by Orlando Foods, they are the main sponsor of this. Um, So I'll be joined with Nicole Russell of Last Dragon and Rachel Cope. And we'll be talking about kind of various things of, you know, women in the industry and, um, how it's kind of affected us and our roles and where we're going and what we're doing. You know, I'm going to read something this so I can cheat a little bit. I, I was looking up women in pizza <laughs> and, and I read, and so cool. So I have to read it. Women in pizza is a movement that empowers women in the pizza industry to share their stories, display their talents, inspire innovations and connect with one another and the world. I love that. 
Absolutely. Yeah, we have, uh, we started this a couple years ago and um, it was one of those things that uh, some of the women from Orlando Foods had approached a couple of us women at the show and they were like, we would really like to create this group. Would you guys be interested? And we're like, yes, of course, we want to be a part of that. Um, you know, at the time there was maybe 10 women at the show, um, very small. And then we started doing like uh, women in pizza, like power hours, Ooh. where it was just us in the booth making pizzas for everybody to come by and, and snag them up. And uh, we're, we're basically ambassadors and we try and get more attention and more women to be a part of it. So what they've done on the website is they've made it possible for you to basically input your information and you're basically putting yourself on the map saying like, I'm a woman in the pizza industry and I want you to know where I am, what I'm doing, you know, follow me. It has everybody's social information, emails, phone numbers, their locations, um, their pizzerias. Um, but it's a really neat, neat thing that they're doing because we're, we're worldwide at this point. So we have women from all over the world who are, are participating and finding one another. And um, we're creating this space where we can kind of share things that we've learned and um, things that we think should change in the industry and how we're evolving and becoming more prominent. That sounds fantastic. So you have a lot of wonderful things going on. I know you're preparing for this big show, so I know you're super busy, but what would you add in closing? See as much as you can of the show. Honestly, if you're not planning to come, plan to come. Um, Because it's, it's one of those, one of those shows you really, don't want to miss. Um, we spent a lot of a lot of time prepping for all these things. Um, last year, we were all very devastated that we couldn't go. Um, it's the one time of year that we get to be together, and it's it's a giant family. Like you won't you won't experience anything like this um, any anywhere else. Um, it's like this giant family that comes together, and we're sharing all of our knowledge and our experiences, and we're leaving you with something to take home, no matter what it is. It's even if it's just like a tiny tidbit of like, Oh, this is how that person survived COVID or, Oh, this is how that person, um, added, you know, this and, you know, made $400,000, you know, in in a year, just by adding this one little small thing. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I see it as kind of a, a huge consulting event. You have people can spend thousands of dollars to bring in consultants on their business or pizza business or hot dog business, et cetera. They can go here and save tons of money and get amazing experience and then network and meet a lot of people and see what's happening in ingredients and, and also get a lot of tips. I'm sure it's going to be amazing show. It will be. Now, if somebody wants to find you, Nicole, how do they find you at the show? Just walk around till they see you or. (laughs) I mean, I'll be a little bit everywhere. Um, I do have my seminar. Um, I, I will be in a few panel discussions. Um, I'll also be competing. Um, you can find me via Instagram. I'm going to be posting quite a bit as, as well on, on our, uh, world pizza champions as well too. Um, so we'll kind of have a little bit of everything going on, but reach out to me, send me a DM on, on Instagram at Nicole.bean. Um, or sorry, Nick.bean, N-I-C.bean. Um, you can send me a, a DM and just find out where I am. I'm usually always on Instagram <laughs> responding Wonderful. to messages. Uh, so that's great to follow you. And how about the um, women in pizza? How, how can people follow women in pizza? They are at women in pizza on oh. Instagram. Okay. Um, 
you can also go to womeninpizza.com. It's a website. Find all the information there. Put all your information in there. Um, they do send out newsletters and things like that too. Um, I know that they're also hosting a get together mm-hmm. in Las Vegas for oh, the okay. women in pizza. Nice, I nice. will not be able to join that one, unfortunately. Um, but they will be um, hosting that in Vegas this year, which will be really cool. So you can meet other women in the industry. So I highly suggest doing those things. There's so nice. many things going on, honestly. No, it's just kidding. overwhelming. <laughs> well, you know, and, and in, in, in closing, you're a world pizza champion member. I think it's a great organization. Uh, so I want to give a shout out to the, to the whole world pizza champion team. I think it's great that you're part of that. I think it's such a great organization. Absolutely. It's a seriously an honor to be a part of it. It's we're our own little small family. We talk every single day. There's like 50 of us on the team. We talk every single day. Um, if ever there's a problem, it's awesome. You just pop a message into the feed on a, our WhatsApp and someone has an answer for you. I mean, we're talking about people who have had generations of being in this industry. Um, I mean, everybody on this team has some kind of experience to offer. Well, I look forward to seeing you at the show and, and just enjoying the whole experience and attending your seminar and some of the others. And um, thank you for being on my podcast. It's, it's just such an honor to have you here, Nicole. Well, I appreciate you uh, having me and it's been an honor chatting with you and I can't wait to meet you in person finally. For all of you listening out there, Chef Special is part of the Believe Podcast Network. Check it out at Believe.com and follow me on Instagram at Patrick Honeywell. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.